Hello and welcome to tonight's episode of Myths and Stories, uh, Destiny 2 Lore Podcast. Uh, tonight's going to be a little different than what some of our previous uh, episodes have been, especially coming off a very large series with the uh, History of the Awoken that we just finished. Um, tonight we're going to be a little more off the cuff. There's going to be a little less... Uh, reading from lore cards, although there's, there will be some, uh, a little less structure overall, uh, because tonight is more or less going to be pure speculation. Uh, we are going to be discussing our thoughts and theories leading up to uh, the next season and the Lightfall expansion with the information we have right now. Uh, now, as of the time of recording, the showcase has not come out yet. It is due for tomorrow. Uh, and because of that, uh, we're going to make this a little shorter episode. It's probably going to be, uh, out, uh, quicker, which means with a lot less polish and editing. Um, so just keep that in mind. This is a little, a little rougher, uh, you know, quick, quick and dirty recording to get it out, get our thoughts out there before the actual event has happened. Um, so uh, for just to, to say this now at the top of the episode, there have been some light spoilers uh, released via uh, API leaks. Um, we are going to be discussing those spoilers, which are the name of next season and the returning raid, according to those API leaks. So if you're looking to be completely blind and you don't want that info, now's the time to, to click off. We'll catch you in the next episode. Uh, if you're okay with that, that is the only thing we're going to discuss. Uh, if there are additional leaks out there, which I've, I've heard rumor there are, um, we have not seen them. They're not going to be part of our theories and speculation tonight. So with that in mind, we're going to get right into things. We're going to start with uh, our thoughts on what the next season of Destiny will hold for us. Well, I was, I was, I, I had a thought and then it was ruined. Uh, so I, I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just go off of, off, off of my thoughts that I would. So my original thinking, uh, was that this upcoming season, uh, was going to be centered around Rasputin, uh, and Siva, uh, Rasputin being the AI war mind that helped, I guess, helped us and we helped it in D1 as well as in D2. Uh, and he has been around since before the collapse, since the Golden Age. He's he's all-powerful, all-knowing. He exists for one purpose, and that's to prevent, or not prevent, to predict uh, bad things that are going to wipe out humanity and how best to stop them from happening. Uh, we talked about him, hell, even, even in our... Uh, um, uh, Woken series at the very beginning, he issued a car hair white uh, to the entire system, the entire soul system, and that called every single living being that was related to Earth into military service, and was like, "You're fighting for me now," um, and called everyone back and all that stuff. So, in our in the most recent uh, dealings with Rasputin, because we haven't we haven't talked or we haven't we haven't dealt with Rasputin in a while. Uh, he was he's he's housed on Mars. That's his main facility. There is 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 at Hellas Basin in Mars, and Anna Bray, who used to be uh, I can't 
Myth, do you remember her 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 real first name? Was, has it always been Anna, or was it Anastasia? Yeah, uh, Anastasia, which I think she knows is her full first name because uh, she found her like ID tag when she yep. uh, was revived. Um, but yeah, Anna's just the the short name. Yep. Uh, so Anna Bray, one of the one of the famous Brays, uh, she she helped design and build uh, Rasputin. Uh, from the ground up back in the golden age. Then when she was revived as a guardian, she was able to, she found her ID badge, you know, she, she was able to talk to him and, and interact with him. Uh, Zavala was like, get the hell out of here. This thing is dangerous. You need to not do that. And she's like, it, it's me. Like this is, I helped build this in a previous life. So why wouldn't it help me? And so sure enough, Rasputin was on board, but you know, he's like, I'm going to help humanity under my own deal, under my own terms. Uh, and that was that was the Warmind uh, expansion uh, back in in year one of D two. Um, then fast forward a little bit, we had season of arrivals. Who uh, right before that season, we had the season of Rasputin uh, with the with the Seraph bunkers, and there was all these Rasputin style bunkers all over the all over the Soul System that uh, was tracking these incoming pyramid ships on a on a map, and it was like they are coming, they are on their way here. And on their way here, uh, at Seasons of Arrivals, uh, Rasputin tried to stop one of them. Fired all the fired all the war sets surrounding the nearest moon at it, and it and and in the simulation, it, it or in the in the video feed, it it blipped it. The the pyramid ship blipped out of existence, and they're like, "Cool, we shot it," and then it blipped right back into existence and blipped the entire planet and all the war sets out. And then all of a sudden, Rasputin went dark. The whole facility shut down. Uh, they evacuated Mars. Uh, Anna, Anna, and Rasputin. Anna, Anna downloaded Rasputin into something. I must. I think it was an engram. Yeah, Am I correct it was on that an engram. Yeah. So, an engram being a a the fifth state of matter: uh, solid, liquid, gas, uh, plasma, and data that doesn't exist right now, but only exists in Destiny. Anyway, uh, she downloaded him into an engram and was like, "I'm gonna put this." somewhere and we've seen pictures in game of like her like tinkering with an exo body or some type of robotic body and so the the theory for that is that rasputin was going to be put inside some sort of exo or some sort of robotic body that he would be able to follow anna around and help her or help humanity or help something so my thoughts for this next season uh, because it was it we we already knew that Ark was coming uh, as a subclass. Uh, that's that's been revealed. That was revealed last Tuesday, I think it was. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think so. So so we knew we already knew Ark 3.0 was coming. We knew all the subclasses were going to be updated. And to me, the thing that made most sense to go with Ark would have been a Rasputin or a Fallen uh, um, themed season. Uh, and to go along with Rasputin would be siva siva uh the last we dealt with siva was way back in d1 um at the very end of d1 at the rise of iron campaign uh we 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 helped lord saladin uh get to the bottom of uh what's happening in the plague lands with the fallen that were out there that were using siva to augment themselves uh basically as as newer splicers because uh, we know splicers from the season of the splicer they were the they used technology to wield the light uh well in this sense they were just using technology to augment their 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 bodies and augment themselves 
that being Siva. Siva was created by another Bray, uh, Willa, Wilhelmina. Uh, she, again, one of the one of the famous Brays, loved technology. She built Siva, and it was a it was a it's a nanite is essentially what it is, uh, and it can it's fully programmable. It's it and you can do anything with it essentially it can build a whole colony overnight type thing like it, this is it's a very powerful uh, uh piece of technology and uh long story short rasputin borrowed it told it to fetch down the iron lords and kill one of them anyway so that's how those two are kind of related uh i was very convinced that because arc was coming and that fallen saber is that's a that's one of the 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 strikes in Destiny 2 right now, originally Destiny 1. It is all centered around a Rasputin bunker that we go in and we fight a bunch of fallen, we fight a bunch of of they're, we're basically stopping them from getting a hold of 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 Rasputin because they're drilling their way into it or trying to break into it and all that stuff. So my thought was arcs coming, got to be Rasputin themed. We we might, you know, we already know that 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 Anna is trying to get Rasputin working again. He could possibly use Siva like he has before and create a body for himself that would actually be able to house his massive intelligence um, and and all of that stuff. And on top of that, it was like, okay, well, there's and then there's one there's one little part of this that doesn't quite fit in with with the the arc and Rasputin part, and that's the entire uh, um, the exotic glaive quest at the very end of it there's a uh the the very last entry in it in that quest is it talks about a settlement uh that's that's been separated from humanity that they from my understanding they don't use the light they they are just out there we have no idea where it is uh in that last uh entry for that quest we sent a message to Anna asking about it, and she says Rasputin doesn't even have any type of of memory or anything in his repositories, and the only person that has the ability to wipe that from Rasputin is Rasputin. So, now, all of this coming together... To, to, to interject just a bit there, yes. I don't know that we ever knew that that was the colony that like Lady Ephrodite... The, Correct. From. That's um, and that's. I that don't was, know that, that we was knew one of those theories. Anything. That and that was that was again that was just one of those theories things, right? Gotcha, like that wasn't gotcha. like a full on like this is the colony, this is everything. It was. I, I do you remember the name of it? it needle something or? Uh, some, I don't have needle. it in front of me, so I'm. That's, I'm not that's 100% fine. percent sure. Not not important. The, the 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 big thing is there's a colony out there that was po- could possibly be using Siva uh, right now that you know maybe that's where anna went uh to take rasputin and we were going to help anna and rasputin talk to these colonists get some siva stuff build up uh build whatever we need to build for him and now we've got now we've got mobile suit rasputin essentially like gundam style like that'd be i think that'd be super cool to have a gundam rasputin walking around just fucking shit up <laughs> that would be pretty uh, neat. And 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 then Ark, right? Like so, we'd help him out with Ark. Like now we've got the now he and so we help him. He helps us out, and we get these empowered Ark abilities. Like all of that made sense in my head. And then I was like, okay, on top. So that's that's part one through B, I think. Yeah, one through B. That's what we're going with uh, of theory for next season. The other half of that was the raid that's returning. 
the only two pieces of information we knew before the leaks uh, was that it was returning from D1 and that it wasn't Crota because Crota, they, they flat out said Crota is not coming back as a raid, uh, which then, of course, everyone makes the joke about, oh, well, he'll just come back as a dungeon because that's essentially what he is. Uh, I was super convinced that it was going to be Wrath. And Wrath, Wrath of the Machine is all centered around SIVA. And I was like, oh my God, this fits. This fits perfectly. And everyone's like, well, what about King's Fall? What if King's Fall is the raid returning? I'm like, no, no, no. We've we've dealt with that story-wise. Like, Oryx is dead. Like, there's no reason for us to do go back to King's Fall. And and that that was my theory. So we use Rasputin. We use we we have him help out with Siva. We get Ark. We all of this leads into Wrath of Machines and the Plaguelands. And the season's going to be awesome. And it's going to take place in the Plaguelands. That was my entire theory, and the whole thing <laughs> went to shit. <laughs> so, yeah, and I was on board for that. Like, I, I really wanted to see us uh, have a Rasputin-themed uh, season. I had talked about, um, you know, Mars maybe instead of the Plaguelands, but having Mars be the the re- the returning location for that season, and they could do the whole, like, time flux where you, you walk through areas that are uh, visions of the golden age and, uh, maybe, you know, have, have some, like some, some timey wimey bullshit happen where, you know, (laughs) Anna discovers information from the golden age that way that help her rebuild him or, or something along those lines. Like a server or something that's, that's coming through or something. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be Uh, be cool. Unfortunately for, for our thoughts in that regard, um, some of the information that was recently leaked, um, seems to indicate to me at least that that is not going to be the case. Uh, and this will be the final warning. If, if you don't want those spoilers, get out now. We gave, we gave you 15 minutes. Yep. Like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for those that don't already know, the name of the new season, according to the API leaks is season of plunder or season of the plunder. I'm not, I don't remember exactly. Uh, that so name on this. indicates to me fallen plunder equal pirate equal Ooh. fallen essentially is, is where I went with it. Now um, I have even more ideas. <laughs> so to, to continue on that thread though, um, this actually falls in line with some of the lore that we've discussed previously, specifically from the Vox Obscura mission. So at the right. end, yeah, at the, at the last Vox Obscura mission, week four, uh, you get a dialogue about a psionic um, prophecy and that Keitel reads out to us. Uh, so that we can understand, because th- these prophecies are delivered in images, not in words. So Keitel's kind of like having to translate a literal vision into words of some sort. And, and these, the, these are from the, the Oxen machine, right? What, whatever rebuilt Oxen machine the Scions have made, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, these are the, the Scions that have sided against Keitel, presumably with Callus. Um, and are, are part of that, uh, that scion, I think it was called the council, uh, which are also the ones that tried to assassinate Zavala and, you know, all that fun stuff during season of the, uh, season of the chosen, I think. Yes. Yes. It's hard to remember all the seasonal names, 
Uh, but so the last dialogue we get from that mission is this, and it's Keitel saying, I see a city besieged, the ship stealer revived, the Leviathan reborn, your traveler infected by darkness. These are the futures our enemies seek. We must remain united if we are to forge a different path. So, like I to, said, I have so many new theories now. <laughs> to latch on to that statement, I think what they have given us here is the theme of the the next three seasons after Vox Obscura, essentially. So we have um, the Leviathan Reborn. We have already seen that. That was this latest yep. season. Uh, so that leaves two more that I think are seasons and one that I think is Lightfall. So the other two being A City Besieged. Now, when this uh, transcript originally came out, a lot of people assumed that had happened already, that that was the invasion of the Vex uh, via Lakshmi, or perhaps that was Savathun coming in and taking the Traveler from the city for a brief time. I don't think either of those are the case. I think this is something that has not yet happened. I... I think, I think a city I think besieged. You're right too, because if if these are coming from the Oxa machine, we know that the Oxa machine is a it, it is a future predicting machine. It's not it. They don't care about what's happening in the past that's coming from this machine. And again, I'm making an assumption that these visions are coming from the Oxa machine. I think uh, it's a safe assumption. So yeah. So I I whatever it is, they've got to be future things, right? Like they, I don't think they would be anything in the past. Yeah. So I think these are actually revealed to us in reverse. Um, so the Leviathan Reborn, it's the last one of what I attribute as seasons in, in this dialogue, but it's the first one we saw after the reveal of, uh, you know, the Vox Obscura mission. Um, the next season, the ship stealer revived. No, it's gotta be Aramis. It's gotta be Aramis because we know that, uh, that, that was one of Aramis's titles for those that don't know. She was Aramis, the ship stealer. Um, and it just like season of the plunder and fallen. And if we're following this theme of the witness gathering disciples to him, Aramis makes a lot of sense for that. Absolutely. So I'm she's, gonna, still, she's still sitting out there and reach her born frozen. Like she didn't die. She's right. just frozen in stasis. There's nothing to say that she couldn't, she couldn't be broken out or that she, she couldn't break out herself. Like I, I would assume if she could break out herself, it would already happen. So my thought would be obviously as a disciple, like that's just, that makes sense. So I want to, I'm going to circle back to that one, but I, I think that's our next season just based on the info we have now is going to be Aramis themed. Uh, I, I also have, and since you mentioned plunder and pirates, I also have mm-hmm. ideas on that one too. Yeah. So uh, to to finish off this thought, though, before we dive into something else, um, that means that the uh, last season, presumably, of this uh, expansion, this year, whatever, before Lightfall, will be a city besieged. Will be the last city coming under fire from something and us having to do something to push it back. Maybe that's where Rasputin becomes a thing. Maybe that's where we start dedicating, you know, Vanguard resources to get Rasputin up and running. We need his defenses. Something like that. Oh, because of, oh my God, 
like okay oh shit okay so zavala right this last season every time he interacted with uh um god now i've already forgotten her name his wife uh uh savvy safi yes safi yes yeah God, I'm I'm horrible with names, and so don't don't take my ineptness <laughs> to be like, oh well, that season was shit. He didn't know it. He didn't even remember her name. No, I just suck with names. So Safi, I think is is yeah, um, and his son Hakim. See, I I I'm working on it. Um, when he talked to her, and there's there's some dialogue we get. Uh, even even if if you've done the entire season and you go back to the to the Leviathan and do the containment again, there you get you get some new dialogue as well as some dialogue throughout the Leviathan itself. Uh, there are these little red orbs that give you some dialogue, and some of them are it like Zavala talks about how like it, I'm not doing this for the city, I'm not doing this for the traveler or anything. I'm doing this for humanity, and so wanting to help humanity. I oh, man, I I think that that's a I think that's an important thing there to 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 consider when we're talking about like the city besieged and everything like he's he, he I don't think that he cares one way or another how the tra- what happens to the traveler like obviously as a guardian he cares in the sense that like oh god I'm going to be lightless but as far as like the city itself he wants to help the people there I think I th- and I think he's I think that's a trait that he picked up uh, from his wife when his wife was still alive. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, that's a good point. Cause she definitely in some of the lore cards around her story and, and their interactions with each other, um, prior to their relationship really starting, uh, she was kind of teaching him, you know, the, to, to have sympathy and empathy towards those that can't just heal themselves. Um, yeah. you know, towards those that like a broken bone may be a life altering injury, uh, and kind of really gave him a different perspective. And, um, and yeah, I think where Zavala has ended up with the end of this season is, you know, he doesn't see the traveler as a God anymore. He sees the traveler as a tool to protect his people. Yes. And that that yes. is that is its value to him now. So, a city besieged could mean a lot of things. It's very unspecific. That could very well be a be a vex season. I I don't know. We, that, that there's there's a lot there that could be happening. Um, and to to go back to to Aramis, then our our season that that we think is coming out uh, on Tuesday tomorrow, um, season of plunder. So why I think Aramis makes a lot of sense outside of the fact that she's, you know, she's the, the, like we said, the big bad that hasn't died yet. Uh, she had a tie to the darkness. She was the, f- I believe the first Elixni slash fallen to control the darkness. It, actually she was because I, I she they, was. um, they describe, uh, in, uh, the lore book, the once ship stealer, uh, in the entry called the Herald. And I actually, I'm just going to read this out, but they describe how she came to know the darkness. Um, so this, this lore entry goes like this. The dreams persist. They're old memories, but twisted 
battling a guardian in the prison of elders and falling before their light. Athras banging on the walls of her sleeping pod, calling for the great machine. She can't sleep. Something in the dreams tells her to travel to Earth's moon, and she follows the sign. On the moon, she fights through corpse-stinking hive like swarms of flies. Their fetid stench is unbearable, worse than the carcasses piled in the prison, worse than the battlefield of Twilight Gap. They eat and breathe death, and she resents their breath upon her, so she cuts through them like so much tall grass. A knight stalks her deep into the catacombs, staying on the edge of her hearing, matching her footsteps. She lets it make the first strike, and when it does, she cracks its exoskeleton armor with her sword. The thrill of the fight, hearing the knight howl as it meets death, is almost comforting. A reprieve from her unsettling dreams. She's painted with hive blood as she continues her advance, and when she finally comes upon the ship, a familiar sight causes her to freeze in her tracks. She remembers this fleet. She remembers seeing them in the sky like black arrows. She remembers the space where the great machine was, and then the blank space where it wasn't. It was all a lesson in dependence one that took many years to learn. This time, the Black Arrow speaks to her. She knows it's not Elixni. It's not one of the clumsy tongues of earth or the littling speech of the reef. It is something else, a whisper, but one that is so loud and somehow understood so perfectly. Stop waiting, it says. No one is coming for you. You must be your own salvation. She feels something in all four of her hands, a tingle, a buzz. It reminds her of the broken arc spear. She clenches and unclenches her fists, staring at the sleek surface of the ship. There's power here, power that she can grasp. But not yet. A waking dream strikes her like lightning. She's transported. The bleak gray dust of the moon falls away, and she stands in a white plain of whipping ice and snow. It blinds her, chases her breath away. Then she's on the moon again, and the whispers are silent. And she knows where she must go next. That's the end of that lore card. So That's salvation. That's so so darkness related. Like, yeah. Aramis has been to the moon pyramid ship and it directed her to Europa and uh, gave her the, the inkling that she could use dark powers. She could use stasis. So did it give her that, that little shard, uh, you remember the one that uh, that we carried around with us until she shattered it, or or does she just have? Is she is she using like a splicer gauntlet to to channel darkness? That is a good question. Um, I remember her having a shard of her own, but like around her neck or something, right? Yeah, but I I would have. It's been a very long time since I've played those campaign cutscenes. 
Um, yep. So I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but I, I feel like she had a shard of her own. Um, so knowing that the pyramid reached out to her, the moon pyramid, which is the same one that reached out to Callus, or perhaps Callus reached out to, uh, and it granted her this vision and presumably ability over stasis. Uh, makes me think that Aramis was being chosen as a potential disciple. And because the, the previous disciple of that ship was Nezrak, and he abandoned the post, essentially. We think. Yeah, we we had we had theorized that Nezarak was previously the the disciple of the the Moon Pyramid, um, and now it's looking for a new master, essentially. Yeah, uh, which I think it is found in Callus. Oh, um, absolutely. And we know that Callus is now described in game as the herald of the witness. He is a hundred percent a. Um, a disciple or disciple adjacent uh, position for the witnesses army. Um, and Aramis would make a lot of sense as someone that has control over stasis. And uh, so she's been frozen this whole time. Now there could be a number of reasons for that. It seems in game during things, you know, when, when the, that campaign uh, ends, it seems like she loses control over stasis and it consumes her and she's frozen. I think that's the, I think that's the, the feeling that was meant to be portrayed there. Yeah. Even while she's doing it, like she's looking out towards the pyramid ship on Europa and like, why? Like she's yep. trying to, she's trying to reach for it. Like, you know, you, you helped me. Why are you not helping me anymore? Type thing. Right. And I, I think we could see, um, we could see that in a couple of ways. I think, yes, she did lose control. Um, but I, I don't think it killed her. I think it is maybe acting as a, um, as a, what's the right term here? Like a preserver? Um, Well, yes, but I think also like in an incubation chamber or, or a cocoon of sorts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think perhaps it's, she either did it on her own, like subconsciously used stasis to put herself in a, a state where she can't be killed. Um, or if we presume the witness to have some level of control over stasis uh, for his disciples or some level of control over the power he gives his disciples, uh, it could be that it was like a, a safety switch, you know, all right, you're, oh, sure. You're not going to kill this one yet. I'm going to let... I need this one type yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm going to let her understand how to use her powers more before I bring her back onto the field as a, you know, as, as a playing piece, uh, because I know there's a lot more potential than, than what she showed in, during that campaign or, or something like that. I like that thought. I really like that train of thought. So what this means to me... Um, I'm pretty convinced Aramis is going to be the big bad for the season. I sure. don't think we're going to kill her. I think she's going to end up as similar to Callus. She's going to end up as a, a true disciple of the witness. Do you um, think she would end up with the, uh, the European pyramid ship? That, that or, makes the most that, sense. 
Well, because that one keeps we keep interacting with that thing. Like we interacted with that during the the um, Witch Queen campaign. So is that like true? I I always think of that pyramid as like not quite our personal pyramid, but I guess I guess we also interacted with the pyramid on the moon. So I guess it's I guess it's really not ours. But I always think of it as like ours, the Guardians pyramid, because we keep talking to it and we keep interacting with it. It's definitely the one we've interacted with the most. Um, however, in the uh, during the Beyond Light campaign, we interacted with it to get our powers, 100%. But then we, we never, like, after you have stasis, you never really go back to it. <laughs> you just um, kind of leave. Like, thanks, bro. Right. Thanks for the cool powers. I'm going to go screw up PvP for three seasons. <laughs> um. But when we come back to it for the Witch Queen, it it's to defend it. Yep. And it's, not it's, necessarily... It's like it, yeah, was it, it asking for our help? Or or did we just go out there and well, we had to, it because the Cabal were taking it? Trying to we get had to it. go to it because we needed to learn Deep Sight. That's right. And the That's Cabal right. were actively trying to like disassemble it. Like They were, they were trying to, <laughs> to get power from it by force via by like covenant um and they had like the they had all the dampening field uh right uh, because that's what that's what you're like you're disabling those as you're fighting the guy in in that campaign mission like you're going through disabling the dampening fields and so that way his shield comes down so he's they're trying you're, you're right they're absolutely trying to siphon power actively from it to use it for their own good whereas like you're going there to commune with it and essentially ask for this power of deep sight Right, and I I think if we assume there's some level of sentience, perhaps it's you know the witness behind it all, or perhaps the pyramids have some level of you know thinking for themselves. Um, I think that was a moment where like it was we were being used for defense as much as we were trying to use it to get power. Absolutely. Um, but I don't think that if a true disciple came along it that the pyramid wouldn't turn its back on us in in a millisecond you know oh sure uh, sure it'd just be like to hell with you i've got a whole disciple here like i right this is, I, like, I need to i I want to channel my power through this thing yeah yeah like, so that that raises an interesting thought then are the like we always talked about how like the pyramid ships and their disciples were connected is this like a is the are the pyramids sentient See, we once upon a time, I think in our Dark and Light episodes, equated the pyramids to ghosts. And ghosts oh, have sentience. Right. And that's while I don't right. think the pyramids have the same level of uh, individuality that the ghosts do, they may have enough willpower to choose somebody to be their, their master or their pilot. I think um, I think we got the shit into this deal. The, our ghost fits in our hand. That pyramid <laughs> ship is fucking huge. <laughs> it's a lot bigger target to shoot, though. I'll give you that. I'll give. Uh, but the ghost is, is apparently still really easy to hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ripcade. Yeah, but uh, but so with with that kind of in mind, how I could see this season playing out is Aramis breaks out of her cocoon uh what this does she draws whatever fallen are uh still loyal to um her or 
even maybe not even loyal to her, but just dis disloyal or distrusting of Mithrax and humanity in general, um, or perhaps like, like, just distrusting of the traveler, like uh, like true fallen, like right, no, no no allegiance to any house type. Thing. Yeah, uh, she as she did when she was around in Beyond Light would make the perfect leader of those groups. So I could see her breaking out of her cocoon, drawing this, this, uh, house dusk back in, um, or house of darkness as who knows if they'll rename it, but, uh, back to her as another army of the witness. And, uh, our job presumably will be going back to Europa to try and, you know, maybe remove her connection to the pyramid or, or do something to uh, reduce the amount of power she has. Um, and that does two things. The first thing that does is it gives us a parody with the cabal story where you have a legion of the cabal that decided with callous and the witness and a legion of the cabal that decided with Keitel and the city and we'll have the same thing with the Elixni. You'll have a, lead, a house that is sided with Aramis and the Witness, and a house that is sided with Mithrax and the city. I, Ooh, I like which this. is that means we get to fight alongside Mithrax again, right? Um, I really, I really like Mithrax. He's 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 a cool he's character. Like, he's like my secret cool favorite character. Like, I I love so many other things like Ashmere just because he's an asshole. But I, I Mithrax is like my secret crush i think mithrax is is really cool i love his whole character arc in the game and and the fact he was just a random captain that he's in he's kind of a throwaway a quest that turned into yeah. this whole thing uh he was just a dude on titan and we were like hey what's up <laughs> <laughs> but what this does is um not only does it give us that parody which i think is a cool um kind of juxtaposition it also gives us a reason to go back to europa and hopefully explore more of those braytech uh facilities under europa um Ooh. maybe give us access to things we haven't been hopefully gives us access to portions of the map we haven't had before hopefully we enter the actual deep stone crypt not just kind of the upper levels that you are on in the uh in the raid um like there's so much cool stuff there and the question then becomes who would the supporting characters for that season be gotta be mithrax got it it leaves me with with two things uh sheer um ooh, that the mechanic guy uh that gets beaten up at the ramen shop, and then I don't think the... he's alive anymore, Zor. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, the the Lord Duh. does not end well for him. Oh shit! See, kids, read your lore <laughs> before you make assumptions. Uh, but I I agree. It makes a lot of sense for Mithrax to be a big part of it. Now, the question becomes, who? who would because mithrax has a a pretty good relationship with saint saint 14 yep it would make a lot of sense to do mithrax and saint kind of side by side again but i could i think there's getting back out in the world again yeah i i think there's an equal chance though that saint gets sidelined under the excuse of he's still taking care of osiris i think Um, so too 
and, and it like I just don't know what Saint would be doing. Like he doesn't have much motivation to be doing anything out there other than helping Mithrax. Um, Unless if Mithrax has some sort of answer for Osiris, then that would drive maybe. that would drive Saint to help. I I would think. But then like for for Mithrax to like hold it hostage against Saint, but, I think right, he, I don't think that not... would make sense. Like I think he would just he if he had something that could help Osiris, he would just do it. He would just help. Right. Because that's that's very much what Mithrax is now. Like. He he, it, it, it's I I don't want to say like he knows his place in the universe, but he it feels like he does. Like he knows exactly what his powers are, exactly where his his pull is politically and and uh in in in, in like a leadership sense. Like I I don't I don't think he would hold anything over someone else, be it guardian, elixir, no. fallen, whatever, and be like, haha, I have this thing over you. He would just be like, the light provides. Let's go. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't see Mithrax doing that. So I, I, I don't think Saint is very likely as a, a so secondary either. character, and it, it makes the most sense to me. It's Europa Braytech facility. Bring in Anna and hopefully Rasputin. And I think oh, the sure. connection that could be made here is Anna has been spending since season of Arrivals trying to get Rasputin into this exo body unsuccessfully. Yep. Um, as far as we know, at least, like there is no Exo Rasputin walking around at the moment, so I have to assume she has not been successful. Gun, gun, Mithrax is a splicer who oh. has a lot of knowledge about using the light to interface with technology. Oh. Perhaps between the combination of Mithrax and Anna, and access to maybe deeper areas of deep stone crypt or some other Braytex facility crypt facility. We (laughs) may see maybe Mithrax is the missing piece and his splicer abilities to finally reviving Rasputin. That'd be awesome. That'd be fucking cool as shit. That would be the, the way that comes to my mind as to how to kind of like wrap some of those stories up. So that um, that actually makes the most sense now, knowing that it is season of the plunder or season of season of plunder or whatever, like that, because then we'd be like delving into the Deepstone Crypt trying right. to get. That's that's making that's making and you a know lot what? Of that sense now. that could be the seasonal event if we want to take that idea and just run with it. Um, that could be the seasonal event is maybe a six man activity. Yeah, of diving into Deepstone and fighting back Aramis's forces who are trying to get oh, at the Braytech technology that's, so that's now open. Because when she was alive, Deepstone wasn't open yet. Canonically, yep. she froze, and then we did the raid, which opened it up. So because she she sent. Um, uh, the second boss. Yeah, um, Atrax. Yeah, yeah. She sent she sent Atrax there during the story campaign to to help with the project or the the, the Tanix. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to figure out you know what to do with to to get Tanix powerful. So yeah, like I, I dude, all of that makes sense. So, I still like my theory though. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. Does. That's that's where I'm that's kind of what I've landed on with it, but I want to like hear it. what what you're thinking because so there I've could got, be something completely different. I I do I do have okay, so if we if we 
back everything up to the idea of the raid coming, right? The raid that okay. is coming is King's Fall. Yes. Where does King's Fall takes place? On the Dreadnought. Yeah. The Dreadnought could return as a place. Uh, we know that it hasn't gone anywhere. Zebu Wrath could be coming in to take over it, and Mara could be like, hey, we need to break into this thing and steal as much shit as we can out of it to help our fight against like because the the one entity that we we've beaten uh well i guess I, obviously we've beaten rook as well uh but the the first god that we beat that had a tie to darkness would have been oryx like i know we beat crota but he wasn't i mean crota's like the he's like the little kid of darkness right like he's like hey i see dad's using a razor i'm gonna use one too <laughs> but like there's no razor blade in it it's just a it's it's just a it, it's just a pl- piece of plastic mm-hmm. like that's Again, That's the way I, I, I want to point out, I think there's some severe disparity I, between I agree. <laughs> Crota's, the, the reception of Crota in-game and what Crota's actual power and significance is in the lore only because his raid was so easy. I, I 100% agree. I still don't think that he's in, like, on the grand scale of, of Crota to witness, like, Crota is like the bare bottom. Base yeah, we've, of we've like got bigger power. fish to fry. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Like that. <laughs> when Oryx comes to the system, we're like, all right, let's fuck some shit up. When Crota comes, it's like, ah, he can just chill on the moon for a bit. It's fine. Oh, he wiped out a whole six band team and then some. Ah, it's fine. We'll deal with him when we need to. And then we go deal with him. And it's like, okay, well, he's dealt with. Now what? Okay, well. His dad got pissed and is coming to kick our ass. Well, let's get ready to kill a god. So yeah, like that's I I agree with you in the sense that Crota is a badass, lore wise. In game, he's shit. <laughs> it's You're not so wrong. bad. It's so bad. Um so yeah, so I, I could see this uh, the the plunder idea makes me think of like Mara's Mara comes in and is like, hey, we need some shit. And Eris is there too. Eris is like, hey, there's some shit in the dreadnought. Like, that's if we want to bring this fight to the witness, or or if we want to if we want the to be fully prepared, we need to take advantage of the hiveness of the of all that stuff. But again, that's kind of like pulling at strings, right? Like that's just kind of like grasping at nothing. I don't really have anything to base that off of. Um, but I do like the idea of 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 going back to the dreadnought, of course. Uh, but mm-hmm. to to kind of like flip that whole idea on its own head, when Vox or Vox, when um, Vault of Glass came came back, uh, we didn't get Venus back. Like we just got right. Vault of Glass as an area, so we could absolutely just get King's Fall as an area, and and be like, okay, there you go, there's your raid, and like, oh yay, cool. Um, so yeah, like, but but then like the other idea of like okay if king's fall is coming back why are we going to it like what 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 is our purpose other than hey loot we know that canonically hey loot is a good enough reason for a guardian <laughs> uh but what what why do we need to go back like we've been there we killed a god on that thing what is the purpose of the dread what is the purpose of the dreadnought and what is the purpose of king's fall now now that there's no seat of power toland was like take the seat and we're like to hell with you guy uh and then that's like that was it like that was the whole king's fall raid and so it 
I, I don't understand why we would go back. And I've tried to sit here and think about it, and I was like, okay, let's see if we can come up with an idea. And the, my only thought was that we're going to it as a memory, right? Like we're we're we know we're god slayers. We know we've killed crazy powerful things, but we need to go. There's something in King's Fall that we need to go back and experience as a guardian to like remind ourselves or something. Like that's that's the only idea that I have of why we'd be going back into King's Fall. Um, again, because story-wise, it makes no sense for us to go back to King's Fall. No, is dead. It, it doesn't. The, like the the Taken are just uh, uh, the Taken are just tools now. They're just a lost, bandless thing now. Like the well, the only thing that even has any power over them is maybe Zivu. Yeah, Zivu and or the Witness. Like the Witness, the Witness. can still command. That's them. right. Um, That's right. As much as I would really, really love to go back to the dreadnought and have that as a space. I, what I'm guessing is going to happen is it's going to be like vault where it's I just a so. fly in sequence where it drops us at the court of yep. Oryx. Um, and you, you do the raid from that point forward. And unfortunately I'm guessing there's not going to be a story tie in. I think it is literally no. just going to be because video game and because it was a very, successful and very uh beloved raid that a lot of people that play d2 may not have gotten to experience um, i think i think you're right which so, is kind of sad like i, I wish there would be more reason other than because video game like i yeah. mean that's that's literally the whole thing we're doing here in this podcast is trying to explain shit other than using the term because video game I know. So, yeah. I, I just I, I don't see how else that particular that particular piece of the puzzle fits. Um, I, d- I don't either. Unless they now, remove Oryx as the last boss, and they're just they're not going to. Right, like they didn't do that for Vault. Like we still fought Atheon. Now, now, granted, for, Vault is the one that like it kind of makes sense why we could do it over and over again because it's all timey wimey related, right? Right. Like, yeah. When you're at the end of it, you're going into the future. Like when you go through those portals, where when uh, at the end, and this I, this is kind of like a, a little trivia thing, when when people are saying, "Oh, we're on Mars side," or "Oh, we're on Venus side," you're not in, you're not at Mars or Venus. You're still in the Vault of Glass. You're in the exact same space that you're standing in front of in in front of Atheon. You're just a billion years in the future or a billion years in the past. Yep. is all it is so that's a that's a fun little trivia there if, if you're ever curious as to why some people call it future or past versus mars or venus because it, it isn't it's not mars it's not venus i guess it is venus i guess the whole place is venus yeah um say so that that yeah. is the one time and the one place that we know of where the vex truly have complete control. time travel complete control complete over time. control over time like that is their but that only, is their thing in there yeah it's only complete control over time as it is within the vault of glass specifically yep and wow. and i would i would assume uh complete control over time as as it can be predicted within the um infinite forest that would make sense yeah i would assume that would be the only other place that that i know but i mean we're talking an entire planet has been transformed into a prediction right. engine like like that it's a lot of horsepower. I know Mercury is small, but Mercury is still fucking huge compared to like <laughs> you know a Volkswagen. Um, yeah. Hashtag please sponsor us. Uh, so <laughs> it's 
again, I, I'm with you on this. I don't think that there's a there's going to be a thing for it, which I'm kind of bummed about. But I do like the idea. And like the whole plunder thing with, with the Fallen, that also kind of like goes back a little bit when with the 30th anniversary thing, uh, the dungeon, Grass Grabbers. Right. Yep. Uh, the Fallen were in there, plundering it. Like mm-hmm. the Fallen are all about plundering. So I, I, I think you're right. I think... Uh, I think you're right. Fuck, damn! I was I was so hopeful. I was so ho- I really wanted Wrath because I I never got to experience Wrath in D1, and I was super hopeful. And there's nothing to say that Wrath couldn't come forward, but I think it will. Know, I, I don't maybe. think there's any reason it won't. Um, I think now it there will there is the come forward. There there is the possible X factor, right? Bungie could have known that people were going <laughs> to leak stuff, that people were going to break into the API and leak stuff. And Bungie could have gone through and like Renamed rewrote some things. of the names and like gave them different <laughs> code names. And so King's Fall is actually the code name for Wrath in the API. And then on the day of, they're going to do maintenance and swap it. And and re and because all I mean, Myth and I know this as as well as any other network guy. All it is is just going into a thing, highlighting a field, and hitting backspace and typing in whatever the hell you want. Like, yeah, that's that would be. That would be pretty awesome. That'd, that'd be the fucking lie. coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be so that'd be so meta, right? Like that'd be like the coolest thing ever. That would be awesome. But that would uh, be yeah, pretty I, fun. I'm not gonna hold my breath for that. So, uh, final thoughts, because uh, we are gonna try to keep this one short. Uh, next season, possibly, pretty sure on this. Uh, Aramis as the boss for the season. Yep. Uh, Europa as the space. Yep. Uh, what else was in there? Mithrax as our buddies, as yep. help, helping us out. Um, and Amanda Holiday finally getting it with Crow again. <laughs> we can just, only hope. I'm just going to throw it out there. They <laughs> they set it up in the stupid messages in Zavala's office and then just left it. I know. Like, who just lets that just hang in the air? Like, just call the man back for the love of God. <laughs> No, I think we're going to see resolution of that, um, hopefully next season, but definitely soon. But, uh, but yeah, so I think where, where I've ended up at least, um, is Aramis, Europa, Mithrax, and maybe Anna Bray are I, I, I would the main lo- players. I, 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 yes, I forgot Anna because the whole Rasputin thing and the Exo body and Deepstone yeah. Crypt. So yeah. yeah. So I think I, I think you're right. I think uh, uh, as far as uh, seasonal activity, we're thinking six-man event in the Deepstone Crypt, plundering it for for shit. I think that makes sense. Like, it's, it's an area that has yet to be explored. Um, it's an area that I would make a lot of uh, story sense for why you know, there's other fallen there that we're trying to fight out to get at whatever we're getting at. Perhaps it's data to restore Rasputin or something like that. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I think that lines up pretty well. All right. Well, there uh, it is. Uh, there's our predictions. Um, I, I want to give one more little prediction though. Um, oh, not about shit. that season, but about the season that follows it. So oh, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> so, uh, just zeroing in real quickly on that uh, that line from the Vox Obscura dialogue, a city besieged. I think that's the season after this season of plunder. Um, okay. And I have one lore card, 
and I'm basing my entire theory off this one lore card. I think City Besieged is going to be what it sounds like. The last city is going to be under attack. And I think we are going to see Ada 1 spin up the Black Armory again to arm the citizens the same way that oh, her forefounder, forefounders did. Oh, uh, because of the lore card. Oh, okay, read the lore card. So the lore card that I'm basing this off of almost entirely is called is the Candescent Grips from the most recent uh, Solstice event. And uh, I'm not... Uh, I guess I'll read it. I'll, I'll read it. It's a short, shorter one. Go ahead. So uh, these are the Candescent Grips. They go like this. Namrask moves his four hands near the loom, though he dares not touch it. He fears that one with skills as paltry as his would sully its mechanisms. He can still scarcely believe that he is allowed to be this close to it at all. Well, asks a digital voice from over his shoulder, what do you think? He shuffles to the side, making eye contact with Ada One, the Exo who invited him to view the loom. An impressive machine, difficult to master, I think. Synthweave can be finicky, Ada admits. She crosses the small room to look upon the loom herself. But the results are well worth the effort. Why? Mithra <laughs> Namrask begins mustering his nerve. Why did you invite me here? It was thanks to your people that the loom exists at all, she replies, and Ido tells me you are a weaver. That surprises Namrask. Ido makes a habit of avoiding him, and he had always thought she disliked him. Not that he could blame her if she did. I am, he says, and then almost inaudibly, now... He bows his head in silence and shame. Ada says nothing for a moment, and then turns to glance wistfully at the loom. When the Black Armory's forges were lost, I felt that I no longer knew who I was, and so I had to reinvent myself. She leaves his side, opening a drawer in her desk and taking from it an object wrapped in cloth. Here she says as she hands it to him, for you to practice. Namrask unwraps the parcel, staring wide-eyed at the synth-weave bolt in his hands. From one weaver to another, Ada says kindly. And that's where that lore card ends. So there's also, there's a, there's a, another thing that gets tacked onto this. Okay. Uh, which is another spoiler or possible leak. Wasn't there something about Black Armory stuff in an API thing? For some reason, I remember you telling me something about it. Yeah. But maybe I'm I, crazy. No, I definitely remember, and telling you this, um, I remember seeing just a Twitter mention somewhere where somebody had found API records for new perks on the Black Armory weapons. But I have... I, it was so long ago at this point, I can't tell you who it and was or if it was credible or any of that. So, yeah. Um, but th this, this lore entry to me, not only is Ada being nice, but it sets up the ability for her to pass on the job of 
uh, Synthweave to another NPC, to a new vendor, essentially. And then then be able to leave and go fire up the the forge. Right. Um, Maybe she makes her own forge. Maybe, you know, I don't know. But it just, seeing this gave me the feeling of her, like, passing the torch onto another person to be our our vendor for uh, Transmog. And with the whole a city besieged and that being the entire reason the black armory was originally created was to, for citizens to defend themselves. That just lines up really nicely. That does. That really does. So I say, I don't have any theories beyond that. Uh, but it just was some, was a a coincidence that, uh, jumped out at me. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, I have, I have nothing for that. I, like, <laughs> when, when someone says city besieged, the only thing I, the only thing that ever comes to mind is like Gaul, like, you know, yeah. So like, Hey, the sat feet, what are the sat feet telling us? Oh, nothing. Oh, that's good. Right? No, there's no sat feeds. Oh shit. Like that's, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the image that I get when I think of city besieged. Um, Okay, well, so that uh, that covers seasons. Uh, do we want to do a quick lightfall? Like, what could lightfall be? Yeah, I think it's um, it's worth talking about. Uh, I don't have any concrete theories. I have little I have, floating I have ideas <laughs> here and there, little pieces. Um, again, I'm leaning heavily on this Vox Obscura dialogue, but I think it, it's got a lot of information for us. Um, sure. Uh, it says... Your traveler infected by darkness. That screams lightfall to me. Gotta be. Uh, Gotta be. And 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 the interesting thing there is that it says infected, not like defeated or destroyed right. or anything like that. So it's not and, and, and that's I think that's the one thing too, that a lot of people when they hear the term lightfall, they think of like us, the guardians, losing our powers. And it's like, no, I, I don't think that that's a thing. I like I, I think that we vip 2014 are super super powerful and like obviously we found a way to get the light back even when it was sealed away from us during the red war so i i mean infected is 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 a a more apt thing to happen i think rather than just completely losing all light abilities plus losing all light abilities like that that defeats like two-thirds of the gameplay right like Right, right. Yeah, so... So, you saying that gives me some ideas. Oh, shit. So... <laughs> I can't... No, I can't no just, this is good. I can't keep giving you the good ideas. <laughs> you're giving me the You're giving me the good ideas. So, these are technically your theories because I couldn't have come up with them without you. Oh, uh, yay. There you go. Yay. Uh, so... Hang on, I need a pin. Okay, today, <laughs> miss... Save credit for theory. Okay, check. Done. Check. Uh... So, if we take that sentence, traveler infected by darkness, there's a couple of things that that potentially tells me. Um, Especially if we think the previous uh, statements were seasons leading up to this. Leviathan's reborn, ship stealers revived, a city is besieged, presumably we lose the battle for the city, and the traveler is infected by darkness. Okay. So... I think I don't think we would lose our light abilities uh because it's been pretty well established at this point in season of the splicer that although the traveler 
uh, the, the ghost's connection to the traveler is how light is funneled into us, the guardian. It was established with stasis that our guardian doesn't necessarily need a, um, a tool to access, do it, uh, darkness powers. And yeah, conduit is a good word. Um, and it was established in season of the splicer that light does not come from the traveler. You know, right. Mithrax was talking about light is in the heart of every planet and you just got to know how to di- you know, oh. get in there and get access to it. Like so, when he was talking to, when he was talking Ido. to Sheer, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. Ido for his daughter. He, he oh, only gave sorry. her the last name. Yeah. I, th- I thought she got the full name. No. Well, poo on me then. <laughs> just, just to try and like dissuade confusion. We're talking about the uh, Mithrax's daughter who is an Elixni that he named Ido after Sheer Ido the Awoken. Because he he did spend time, and we covered this in our Sheer episode. Yeah. Uh, long, long time ago. He she, he he and Sheer Ido spent a long time together in the in the Dreaming City just being together like not not being together but like she had him as a captor and he was like fuck it i'm gonna end it all and tried to jump off yep. the dreaming city into the nothingness of space and she like caught him by the foot it was like all right let's try this again <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah so but, he, yeah. he has a whole history with her but so uh mithrax established for us um in the lore through his attempts to teach ido to be a splicer that light energy is available everywhere you just gotta know how to get to it and use it it's it's so, like the life stream of the planet <laughs> you just need a mako reactor to do it and mako infused eyes i'm sorry that's i've been playing way too much final fantasy trade card game <laughs> trade in your ghost for an ancient and you're fine oh hell uh, yeah <laughs> hell yeah if i could have Aerith instead of a ghost hell yeah uh I'll, no, I, I want to see yeah, a ghost nope. shell with the buster sword now. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> we already have Izanagi ornament. Like, just, oh, that's true. Um, and, and that one straight up is a buster sword. Like, you can't yes. tell me it's not. Like, yeah. But no. So ro- rolling back for a second. Uh, Sorry, Mith- tangent, squirrel. <laughs> right. Mithrax has established there is light outside of the Traveler. If if the traveler is cut off from us and is no longer providing light because of this infection, there is a lore established way of us still accessing the light. The splicer gauntlet through, well, not even the, the gauntlet. If we just, if our ghost and us learn how to draw it out of the planets, then, Oh, sure, 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 sure. We, we can continue using it how we've always used it. Yeah. Um, now here's the, here's the other bit. This is another leak. Uh, so there was um, some footage from a uh, Destiny developer. I, I believe it was uh, um, either a UX developer or something along those lines, uh, where they were showing off some of the arc. Um, I think it was some of the stuff. No, some of the stuff they had worked on uh, animations and such for uh, this season. Uh, season of for like the finishers haunted and whatnot, right yeah i think it was finishers in that little clip it had a uh it, it displayed the ui for the super and the melee and all that and those ui buttons were green and some of the symbols were not ones we had ever seen before yeah uh shortly thereafter 
that footage was was taken down and re-uploaded with those UI elements scrubbed from the footage. Uh, in the API leaks, it was revealed that potentially a new subclass would be called Strand. Now, stick with me here, because this is where I get speculative. All righty, I'm going to stick around. So, it's long been theorized that one of the darkness abilities is going to be some form of poison because of thorn, primarily because of thorn. Uh, but it, it just like that Os- seemed to be the thing. Osteostriga. Yep. That's another I'm trying one. To think about it. Like the weapons of sorrow type thing. Right. They all do some kind of like poison effect and it's always got kind of this greenish hue to it normally. Um, and so it would make a lot of sense for a poison subclass to be green in in the ui uh and the word strand if we're gonna try and equate that to poison or decay in some way we could think of strand as in dna strands and perhaps the mutation of or destruction of things at a genetic level being their version of poison. And that would tie in with another uh, physics of the universe, that being biology. Biology right. is just giant machines, or very complicated machines. And okay. if we go okay. back to this uh, sentence from Vox Obscura, the traveler infected by yep. darkness... Maybe where we get the strand subclass isn't from a pyramid and isn't from the witness. Maybe that's what we get from whatever the traveler's mutated energy is after this infection. Boom. Spoiler, traveler goes full darkness. No, I don't I don't know. That that'd be nuts though, right? Like if he it would, would if, if if he like that's so sexist of me. Um if the traveler uh were to be infected and and were to have access to some sort of power that they it, that the traveler could then redistribute like i mean who's to say it or 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 if we found some way to channel it if we found some way to to activate it and access it like well and it could be yeah. that simple it could be that the traveler is emitting light which our ghosts are always taking in to make us do stuff and suddenly that light becomes infected becomes changed and maybe it's not a darkness power technically maybe it's like some weird mix between dark and light but if the traveler is still emitting that energy and our ghost is still using the traveler to draw energy in it could just be a like suddenly this event happens and now all of the guardians across the universe for you know however long it takes their ghost to realize something is wrong are pulling in whatever this weird infection energy is. I like it. And I like it a lot. Now they all have a new subclass because that's how Ta-da! it works. <laughs> and not because video game. No. Yeah. Uh, no. I. I. That. I. I think that's one hundred percent plausible. Like I don't. I don't see that as being a. Now the only. The only thing, at least for me, I always thought of like the weapons of sorrow as like being like uh the greenness of them being hive magic because that's the whole thing of how you get yeah. a weapons of sorrow is you slap hive shit onto your gun and you become edgelord amaru <laughs> and, but in gun form 
Like that's that's what I always thought, and and I always thought like hive magic wasn't it's not it's not actually magic. It's just it's it's accessing technology, but in I I, I guess I guess it, it's magic in the sense of like like I we don't understand how it works, and so since we can't define it by scientific terms, we just it becomes magic. Like that's you know. So the the way that I have come to see hive magic, um, especially after our uh reading of the books of sorrow which were a while ago now um is don't tell me you've you've been infected by the books <laughs> not no don't don't tell I'm, me you're edgelord myth now no i'm leaving that title for amaru uh, no so the way i've come to think of it is uh to to really just cement myself as that nerd um <laughs> I think of it, I equate it to a D&D warlock and patron. Um, oh, God. Where, oh, God. <laughs> where the, the hive are doing magic uh, that is essentially their spells, their abilities, their rituals are just requests, are just ways of passing their intent through the ether to the witness and the witness is allowing them to draw on its power to accomplish whatever their request was with that particular ritual. I like it. So I, I don't know that it's technology per se. Um, it just, just because like, the, uh, if I recall correctly in the books of sorrow, I think it was Oryx or somebody said something along the lines of like, he Oryx taught, uh, the hive, how to do rituals, which uh, connected them to the darkness or something like that. Um, I, I remember that. I do remember that. Yep. So I've always viewed it through the lens of like, they are offering some sort of uh, prayer, let's say, to the witness uh, or perhaps a disciple under the witness and their, you know, their patron god uh, whoever they've prayed to is allowing them to siphon just a, a tiny bit of power off of them to accomplish whatever that ritual is set to accomplish. Cause to like, to me, like all the hive magic and stuff is it's, it's, it's all energy. Right. And the whole thing about right. the, you know, like they're feeding the worm gods to feed the, uh, the, the mommy worm God to feed the upending, like all that power is all going one way, but who's to say that they can't request some of it back to be like oh shit there's a light bear in front of me i need to fuck him up like yeah no absolutely yeah. uh okay. and really we don't see very many hive doing magic it's it's almost really exclusively don't. the the wizards um yeah. like they they can use their magic and make the subject of it uh, a different like a thrall or or a knight or whatnot but um it's pretty much just that subset that wizard group that seems to be the ones that actually perform uh any of the rituals and a, a lot of the rituals that we see are just typically just teleportation like they're just warping yeah. in a, a set of a set of thralls or a set of acolytes or something like they're not the only time that they're actively using magic against us is when we see like those black like dampening fields uh, right like now, that's, that's the only time that they're actually using it against us i think now here or maybe shooting a, the lightning out of his hands out of yeah their hands, rather. Here, here's a fun thought though if that is how magic if that is how the hive magic works where they're making a request of a patron who is then 
allowing for their energy to be used to fulfill that request. What does that mean for when Eris is using Hive Rituals? Oh, shit. Is she making a request to some dark patron out there that is then uh, granting her power temporarily to perform that ritual? Uh, and Fuck, if so... I, I, I think... Well, then how did... If shit. we really want to get crazy speculative here... Who's the one that goes hunting Vernezarak? Eris Morn. Shit. Perhaps Eris can perform can perform those rituals because of uh, some Nezirak kind of is like connection to Nezirak. Yeah, maybe she's using Nezirak's power to perform those rituals. Well, and, and who's to say she's not just like giving an open ended prayer and Nezirak is the one answering it because Nezirak right. is the fallen. Holy fuck, man. Because he he would he or she would presumably be the only one that would want to uh you know up in the, offer the, assistance the, against the yeah the witness. Shit. That's 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 is, com- is completely baseless and I have no, nothing brilliant. to support it. But I think that's brilliant. That's that's fantastic. And and I mean to be fair and well because she's using hive magic to seal away that Aham carbone in her hand. Presumably, like, pres- yeah. Presumably, whatever the the bone that's inside, because that that's that's part of or whatever a a Ahamkara bone in there. Like that's how she was able to escape escape the helmet. Yes, absolutely. And and it's encased in green shit, and and it's not like presumably is is impenetrable because you remember back in D one when the dreadnought first shows up and she she hucks it over to the map of the of the dreadnought and puts it on and Cade's like Eris get your rock off my map and then he picks it up and he tries to like pull it apart but he can't do anything with it so it's a solid that that hive magic that's surrounding it is a solid it is yeah. creating a some sort of barrier there so yeah i i i mean why would Nezarak w- not want an Ahamkara bone sealed off from everything else. Yeah. So with that, well, there you go. I think that that kind of rounds off our, our predictions for the night, both about next season, a little bit about the season after and Lightfall itself. Okay. Alrighty. Um, well, I guess we'll cut this one. We'll, we'll cut this one a little short tonight. Uh, since, Presumably, we'll have this out either tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, yep. So maybe maybe y'all can ch- maybe y'all can check it out before the uh, before the 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 stream tomorrow. That's the hope. Uh, hopefully, uh, shout outs. Yeah. Um, so we do have some shout outs tonight. Uh, <clears throat> I say I'm going to start those. Uh, with, we have a, uh, Apple podcast review, um, that just came in earlier, uh, in the week, uh, or well, I guess late last week, Saturday, uh, I am not going to even try to pronounce the username that left it because I'm pretty sure they just rolled their hand across the keyboard and called they, it good. They just pallet in forehead the, 
yes, keyboard. But that aside, they were kind enough to leave us a five-star review. Thank you very much. Um, and they said this. They said, uh, I'm another one of the people that prioritizes listening to this podcast over my job. Very good <laughs> listen for any new or old players who are interested in the lore. Fantastic job, boys. Keep it up and good work. Thank you very I'm, much. I'm super happy to know that we are more important than work <laughs> for, <laughs> for not just like one or two people. Like this is a theme. Like this is a this is a theme that's happening among all of our listeners. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that we're more entertaining than work. If that's... we can help you through that nine to five, all the yeah. better. Yeah, uh, just don't don't get in trouble for listening, <laughs> please. Or if you do, maybe your maybe your boss is a huge fan and they want to listen too, and they're like, "Oh shit, you're listening to them too." I just listened to their da 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 last week. There you you'd go. Be, you'd be amazed. You would be amazed where you find fellow guardians. Like it's it. Oh, it, absolutely. We're everywhere. There are so many people that play Destiny that it, I I don't want to say don't admit they they play Destiny, but like video games are still it still kind of has a little bit of a stigmatism about it like it's like the a little bit oh you're just a nerd in your parents basement like no i'm in my own goddamn basement is what i am <laughs> <laughs> i play video so, yeah, games well, and pay you. taxes yeah <laughs> suck it <laughs> uh but yeah, so thank you very much for that review. Absolutely, um, thank you. We have a couple of shout-outs from Twitter tonight that we wanted to highlight. Uh, the first I always one, get scared of Twitter. It's, it's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm always scared of Twitter. <laughs> that is a very safe and healthy approach to have for social media in general. But yes. our, our Twitter followers are pretty awesome. So Yay! Um, but no, this, this one, the first one tonight comes to us from a, uh, Twitter user named sunshine. Uh, and they say, I just found y'all's podcast on Spotify. And let me tell you, I've listened to well over 20 hours of destiny Two lore and no one does it better than you guys. My new faves for sure. Holy shit. That's, <laughs> that's big shoes to feel, to fill sunshine. That's, I mean, it, if, if you thought we're fantastic, there there are some bigger shoes out there but thank you <laughs> yes thank you we we are you know we're always aspiring to try and and up our quality that little bit you know be a, a little more well informed a little more uh you know prepared maybe this is a bad example because it's a very off-the-cuff episode but, i was uh, fixing to say is this a direct <laughs> dig at me like i i get it i you do all the work around here <laughs> What I was uh, trying to say is we are <laughs> we are constantly trying to improve. Uh but thank you very much. We're we're happy to it. be uh you know, something that, that you're listening to regularly. Absolutely um, love it. Like I, I obviously like the, the two the two big ones out there is is Mylan and, and Bife. Like Yes. Yeah. They, they we've we've been I d I don't want to say we've been compared to them, but we they have been mentioned in the same sentences as us at, at, during one of our one of our other shout outs uh so yeah like it by fandor myland if you're listening to this uh give 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 us a shout out give us a hey so, hey <laughs> no we uh we can only only hope to one day be be at that level but uh, oh my god if one of them sent us like an email or twitter just like hey guys what's going on i'd just be like ah 
I don't know. I don't know. I would just die. I would just completely die. Mm. But uh, our last shout out for the evening is uh, also from Twitter. And this comes to us from a uh, Twitter user, Blazing Legacy. Um, they say, you guys are my latest audio obsession, listening to your episodes at work and on the road. Your theories are intelligent and crazy. Can't wait to hear future episodes and seeing which theories are true. 10 out of 10 stars. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank Holy you. Holy shit. Hell yeah. I We we have a few uh, uh, clan members as well that listen listen to us. Uh, uh on the way to work and 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 because some some of them have pretty pretty decent commutes um so yeah it's it's i i did the same thing when i used to so i i used to go to college in a little town called Atumwa, uh and it's an hour and a half one way and i used to drive back and forth every day and so i would listen to bike videos to and from <laughs> so yeah that's uh yeah that's what uh I, I love that we're able to provide the uh uh relief from the from the what what would you call that myth monotony of of everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a bad way to describe it, I suppose. Hopefully we make your days a little more interesting. Hell yeah. But yeah, so that that's it for shout outs tonight. Um, thank you Sweet. to uh the people we, we shouted out tonight and all those we've talked about before. Uh, if say you enjoy what you're hearing, please, uh, just drop a review or a rating on your platform of choice, Audible, Spotify, uh, Apple podcast, whatever it may be. Uh, or you can drop us a, a comment on Twitter, uh, at myths and stories with a Z instead of an S at the beginning of stories. Uh, we read through those fairly regularly and you might hear yours here in a shout out uh in a future episode we we being myth because i am still too afraid that's all right i will take the, the job <laughs> of social media reviewer yes please do <laughs> <laughs> all right uh well anything else myth uh no that is it for tonight we are looking forward to the showcase tomorrow and seeing Hell just yes. how wrong we were oh i i we 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 being myth again uh hit the hammer on the head last time he predicted callus and he predicted the moon so we'll see these knees yeah uh all righty well uh yeah so as far as like uh what's coming next uh we're actually going to do a, another episode tomorrow night and post that uh being our af- after we've watched the showcase and all that stuff so yeah and then we'll, we've got some we've got a few ideas for some episodes down the road uh but yeah stay tuned any any anything else, Beth? No, that's it. All righty. Well, then, from all of us lore nerds to all of you guardians out there, we'll see you next time.